Hey everybody, uh, this is Matt and Dara, and uh, welcome to the He Said We Said podcast, where we just dig into life and God's Word as husband and wife, man and woman, and talk about it. So, are you ready to start? Yes, let's go. We're gonna start. So this is the He Said, We Said podcast. I'm Matt, and this is my wife, Dara. Hello. And uh, today we're going to dig into the Chosen Devotional 40 Days with Jesus. As always, we want to say we're not affiliated with the Chosen, but we love what they do. Yes. So um, we want to share what they're doing. It's just good stuff. So uh, speaking of sharing, if you like this, uh, do us a favor. Share it. Share it on your page. Uh, tell other people about it. Uh, and just, uh, yeah, do that. That would be super cool to us. We would love it if you would. So um, what? here's how this works. We uh, read through the Chosen Devotional. Um, and then there's a couple questions at the end that we ask. And uh, if you're watching it live with us, we're going to discuss the questions. But if you want to, um, you're welcome to pause it if it allows you to pause it live. Or you can watch it after the fact. And um, wrestle with these questions by yourself. Or if you're watching it with others, do it that way too. Um, and uh, here's the deal. Uh, there's no right or wrong answers in this. We're just trying to journey through this devotional, grow closer to Jesus, and we want to give you an opportunity to do that and as well. And don't forget to tell them about where to go to register to win this, uh, either one or two of the I devotional. I am so glad you said that. I'm going to go ahead and pull it up because I totally don't <laughs> have it memorized again. So for those of you who are wondering, what is she, what is she mumbling about? We're giving away um, the first 40 Days with Jesus devotional from The Chosen as well as the second one. Yes. Both are good. You don't need to do the first one before you can do the second, but we are giving away both of our copies. Also, oh, yeah. if you happen to need a Bible, like a physical paper copy, where do they email? Uh, you can email support at jesusway.xyz. And we're gonna put a comment in here right now, register to win. Uh, one copy of the Chosen Devotional. And the web address for those people who are listening on the podcast uh, versus those watching it, um, you can go to 633, the numbers, 633.today forward slash... Nope, that's the wrong one. I just totally <laughs> shared that. Uh, it's 633.today forward slash chosen. Forward slash chosen. So 633.today forward slash chosen. Sorry, instead I just decided to share a link to my book on Amazon that everyone should buy. Uh, so now I'm going to fix that and put the actual chosen registration link here so you guys can register to win uh, a copy of one of these. So there we go. 633.today forward slash chosen and uh, then you can uh, win a copy of the chosen devotion yeah. and if you need a bible you can drop us an email uh, again it is at um, support at jesusway.xyz we would love to give you a copy uh, one last thing i'm going to do just uh, i want to share this out on our personal facebook pages as we dig in uh, by the way if you need prayer as well maybe you're just going you know what i could use some prayer in my life I really just need somebody to, to pray for me. Um, you can also drop us an email, just support at jesusway.xyz, and we would love to pray for you. Um, listen, a lot of times you can feel like there's nobody out there for you and nobody that cares, and uh, and we want to be there for you. So if you uh, if you need some prayer, just um, drop us an email and we'll pray for you. That being said, let's, uh, let's pray with everybody now, and then let's read this, okay? How about that? Does that sound cool? 
Okay, so God, we just thank you so much for this opportunity to dig into this devotional. We thank you for the people, um, for Dallas and the whole crew at The Chosen that have put this stuff together. We thank you for giving us just uh, such a beautiful story to wrestle through. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would be with us as we go through this devotional today. And we pray that it would be a blessing and draw people closer to you. In Jesus' name, we just thank you. Amen. All right, it's Dara's turn to read, ha <laughs> uh, which is fun. That's an inside joke, but every time it's her turn to read, she's like, oh, because she prefers when I read, but then when I offer to, she says no. So. No, because I have to learn how to get better at this and be more confident talking to people. Trust me, when you give me one-on-one, -on -one, great conversationalist. You put me in front of a group like this, eh, I just love nervous. the humility. Like, when you put me one-on-one, -on -one, I am a great conversationalist. <laughs> I love you so much. So, one Sabbath. Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? Mark 2, 23-24. Law 101. It was actually not unlawful to pluck a head of grain on the Sabbath. God commanded that his people rest every seventh day. Good to see you, Kevin. And Moses specified that no fire be lit in it in its observance. So the Jews prepared their Shabbat food ahead of time. There was also ceremonial law that prohibited, prohibited stuff, all which fell into three main categories. No food prep, no making clothes or leather, and no building things. But no plucking wasn't on any list. <laughs> <clears throat> That's so funny. Right? Leave it to religious leaders to require more of the people than God did at the expense of the law's purpose. God wanted the Jews to rest because they spent their days doing physical labor and the work was never done. For goodness sake, <coughs> they walked in the desert for 40 years, pulling their homes behind them. So the required rest wasn't for his sake, but theirs, just as a parent's force exhausted little ones to take a nap. That's such a good analogy. Right? So good. So back to the story. And Jesus said to them, have you, have you never read what David did when he was in need and in hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. Mark 2, 25-26. History 101. In Old Testament times, the house of God, known as the tabernacle, now, tabernacle. See, this is why I want you to read. But that's okay. I love that you just called it the tabernacle. That was delightful. I love the you. The tabernacle was the place where God dwelled in the form of a cloud or a pillar of fire. Besides his presence, there were only a few other things in the tent's two rooms. First, a golden lampstand made of solid gold and weighing 75 pounds, had six arms. Think a candelabra or a menorah. Or an upside down octopus. <clears throat> <laughs> with many lamps that burned continuously as the only source of light. Next on the altar of incense made from acacia wood covered in gold and standing three feet high, a special concoction burned twice a day. Finally, a small ornate table also made from acacia wood and covered with gold sat opposite the lampstand. On it, the priest put 12 loaves of bread, I think matzah or flatbread, <clears throat> The loaves were baked fresh and replaced each week, acknowledging God's constant presence with the Israelites, hence the name, the bread of the presence. And, to all, and all that to say, the daily rituals of lighting fire, burning incenses, and breaking, baking bread were done to honor God's presence. Because he was in the room. Stick a pin in that. 
Despite God's great favor toward David and his resulting victories on the battlefield, the guy could be a piece of work. Oh, David was a piece of work. Right? He often let physical urges dictate his behavior. Mm-hmm. And this particular instance incident was no different. David was on King Saul's most wanted list, and he was tired and hungry and on the run. So he racked up three violations. <laughs> One, yes, he did. David entered the house of God, a place where only priests were allowed to go. Yup. Two, David lied to the priest, telling him that he was on a secret mission from Saul. Nope. And three, David all but demanded to eat the bread of the presence, food only priests were allowed to eat. Ironically, the rule-obsessed Pharisees held David in the highest possible regard. But this new guy and his disciples with their heads of grain plucking, how dare they? As they would become... As would become his habit, Jesus exposed the hypocrisy of their disgust and redirected the conversation to something far more disturbing. To be continued. He reads part two next week. Okay. <clears throat> prayer focus. I'll okay. let you pray for us. <clears throat> okay, so <clears throat> if you are jumping in on this, uh, most of you will watch this after the fact. And uh, when we do the prayer stuff, like here's the deal. If you're driving, uh, don't don't close your eyes. That's it. That's the only rule. The rest of it, it's a conversation with God. So there are no rules. Just talk to him like you would if he was the most loving, amazing father you could ever imagine. Because uh, he is? Because he's better than that, even, to be honest. Uh, so it says, prayer focus. Ask God to reveal to you where your values rule over relationship. Where you value rules. Over- oh, man, thank you. I totally read that wrong. (laughs) Where you value rules of relationship. So basically ask God to show you like, where am I putting the rules of religion before the reality of recognizing the relationship God has Mm -hmm. with us? So let's just pray over that real quick. And then we're going to talk about these questions. God, we know that none of us get this right all the time. We are so grateful that you show us stories and examples of of Jesus explaining how to understand you, but even then we get confused. God, please reveal to us the times where we're where we're putting rules over our relationship with you. God, please show us the times where we're putting rules and doctrinal beliefs before just opening ourselves up to your Holy Spirit. But Lord, help us to respect the things that you tell us to do. Help us to be obedient and willing to follow you even when we don't understand why we're doing it. Lord, help us to have that trust in you and help us to trust the relationship and the love that you have for us Mm -hmm. over any rules and regulations. We praise you, God, and we just want to bring you glory. Amen. Amen. Okay, moving forward, it's the question time. (coughs) Excuse me. With all its pomp and circumstance, do you find talk of the tabernacle interesting or boring and why? Um, Okay, so here's the thing. I respect learning about the tabernacle Mm -hmm. because I think it's fascinating since God isn't like a physical human. He doesn't need to eat bread or all these things. But if I'm, if I'm just telling the truth, when I read through that stuff, it it does get boring to me. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, all the detail of the lampstands and stuff. And, um, and they're in there for a reason and I get that, but it's not as exciting to me as reading about how Jesus could hold it together. Right. When people are just like, you know, you think like, imagine a crowd of people just like wanting to be healed and, and hurting or, or angry or, or, or broken. And here, and here's Jesus, like just able to, wow, to like bring a miracle. Like that's exciting. 
But like there's 42 lampstands and 12 loaves of bread and 18 and the gold was a certain way. It's, it, it is, it is not exciting to me to read that. So when I read those things, I'm like, God, what do you like? Why is this important for me to learn? Like, what are you trying to show me? And sometimes I just think God is trying to get me to slow down and be willing to read the stuff that's boring. Uh, because I need to get in the practice of slowing down. Um, so yeah. What about you? Do you do you find all the talk of the tabernacle? Like, I find it interesting and boring, if I'm being it's, honest. It's same. It's same. It's very mixed. Um, it's, I struggle to, and which is really funny because I'm a very visual and I'm a very creative mm-hmm. person, but I have a hard time understanding and visualizing what it looked like so there's my challenge is sometimes i get lost in the details and trying to put the picture together so to speak which again is surprising for me in this area given everything else but i do i struggle with it so i tend to gloss over it a bit at times but at the same time i am fascinated by the fact of god's attention to detail and it goes back yeah, to I don't what get we it. were saying earlier. Details matter. <laughs> That's true. Okay, the details matter because, uh, like, we were talking over brunch with our friends. The details matter because they show that you paid, you cared enough about the person you're with to pay attention to this minor detail over here yeah. to make it be perfect and wonderful and amazing for them. That's a so, good point. <clears throat> so I very much love the descriptions of it because I get to try and picture the details of what they were doing to honor this place that God reside with them. I think I felt that way the first time or maybe even the first two that I read it. Once I then continue to read about the tabernacle, I've al- I've always then struggled later because I'm like, okay, I don't need to know the exact measurements of these things. But one thing that is pretty fascinating about it that I think is really, really cool and interesting is like the, the fact that Moses put all those details into mm-hmm. the writing. Like... It's, it's like, you know, God inspired him to write this. And it's like, God wanted us to, I, I think one of the cool things is it helps us realize like we don't have to do all of those things to connect with God anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so what I find so interesting is when we learn about every, they had to put in so much work just to be able to connect with God. Well, at the time only a priest could, I mean, you well, well, I, yeah. an average person. We couldn't go into the presence of God. No, but I mean, even for them to, mm-hmm. it was like you had to do all these specific things and then you could enter in. Mm-hmm. And 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 learning all that and saying, man, they were willing to do all this stuff just to get a moment with God. It reminds me like, how much do we take it for granted? Right, because now all we got to do is just say, yes, God, I'm here and I want to be with you. And he's yeah. right there. Yeah, but like... It, wow, it, it just, it's a real reminder, like not to take for granted, like God has made it so easy for us to connect with him that we mm. don't really have an excuse not to. That actually is a great segue into the next question, because it says, imagine the room where God's presence dwelled. Imagine approaching the cloud or a pillar of fire. How would standing in his presence in that warm, quiet place affect the way you view the requirements of the law? The honest answer I have is that I don't know because I haven't seen God that way. Okay. So, I, as I try and imagine it, though, I mean, A, a giant pillar of fire would scare me to death, right? Like, it, there, there would, the amount of reverence, right, respect, 
But I, I feel like that would help me understand things like the fear of the Lord is. Because mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, you're a giant tower of fire. Like, that could, like, I could get burned up if I get too close. Like, what? I think I would, A, if I, if I was told, here are the rules, I would hope that I would go, hey, I would want to do those rules so I could connect with God. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to hope so. But if I'm being honest, I spent a lot of years not connecting with God when I didn't even have to jump through any hoops to. Mm. So I don't know if I would. I, I, I might have been one of those idiots that just walked away. But um, but here's the thing. I think in the presence of God, I think the rules would not be a thought to me. I wouldn't probably think about, oh man, I had to do this or I had to do that for Shabbat. I would think like, get to be in the presence of the almighty creator exactly and it, yeah and it, I'm, I'm kind of leaning the same way because i as i'm reading this i'm reminded of my experience in worship today and and just the general times i've i've felt that tangible um presence of god and like well okay so you're telling me they got to see a physical manifestation they got to see his physical like I, my my brain just like seizes up at the thought that that's a that they got to experience this. I'm in awe I'm yeah. in wonder. And so how would I view the requirements of the law? I'm like, that's, that's okay. I got to do that. And I get that. I can be with God. If I do this, hello, I'm in sign me up. There's nothing I wouldn't do. I would like to, to be think able... that I would be the same way. I, I want to, that's where my heart is just like rejoicing of, okay, I got it. I get to do, I'm, I'm grateful the fact I don't. But at the idea of this is what I'd have to do and I can enjoy the presence, the physical presence of God, worth yes, it. I'm in. Yeah, that would be worth it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm grateful I don't because, I mean, I feel constantly every day when I'm in my prayer time. And, and it's, no, there's nothing physical for me to see, but it's tangible. Yeah. It's weighty. It's, 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 it's heavy in all the right ways. And so, but I even know then I have to, I'm accountable for my part of that. And I have to be willing to come to him and I have to approach him. So there is some bits of the requirements of proaction on my part to have that relationship with him. I would say, you know, it's interesting, the Bama podcast that we're talking about this, but that's the difference between the Eastern and the Western mind too. Like, you know, when we talk about uh, feeling God's presence, you know, in the in the Eastern mindset and the way they think, it's, you know, over here when people are like, well, prove that God is real. If God's real, why doesn't he stop this or that? And and it's funny because in the in the Eastern way of thinking, when you if you were to ask someone, you know, uh, like a, a Jewish follower, right, um, from the Eastern perspective, like you know, prove that God's real. It'd be like God is real because I feel God. Mm-hmm. And it's like. That's a, a challenge we have with a, a Western mind because we always want to validate things through whatever. And it's like, it's a, it's a beautiful difference, I think, to look yeah. at that with God's presence. God is real because I'm alive today. Right. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. And that's how, like the Eastern mind looks and goes, man, you know, I know God is real because, because when I prayed, I could feel God's presence. Mm-hmm. Right. When I was worshiping, I could feel God's presence. Mm-hmm. And that's something we would we would all do well to be able to to open ourselves up to to accept like okay when i'm feeling this way that's okay mm-hmm. right because i think it it gets a little it gets a little uncomfortable sometimes when we, you know when you're praying or you're worshiping especially if you're you know you just started on that journey to follow god and it's like all this like you're praying and you feel a sense of overwhelm and you're like oh i don't want this but okay i sometimes. love that you use the word comfort because it goes back to it reminded me of something i posted this week where it said um i had to move you 
to make you grow. Mm. You don't grow in that comfortable space. Nope. And so God's presence, I hope it makes you uncomfortable. I hope it makes you want to seek him more. I hope it makes you want to ask, how can I have this more? How can I grow deeper? How can I get to know you better? I pray that his presence makes you uncomfortable and that it makes you seek his face more. Yeah, and Not his hands, but way. his face. And in a good way, uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when you go to the gym. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, when you get that first couple of days of workout, that that twenty four hours after, you're like, oh, that hurts, but that was good. Yeah, I feel good. There's a good discomfort, and here's the thing: it, it's different if it's if if something is an, a discomfort that doesn't lead to goodness, right? But starting any new relationship is weird and uncomfortable, <laughs> right? The person you're married to, uh, the person you're dating, a, a new friendship they they start off. There's a level of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. A level of unknowingness, maybe. The great part is, is you can trust that God's not going to break your heart. Bingo. Unlike any human relationship, you go into it. You just it. went like this. I as did. A, like, no. like, as that, because I, because I would do that. Or she no. would do Okay, that. but that was no. a genuine fear when we started dating. Sure. Yeah. Right? I don't have to have that fear That's with fair. God. That's fair. Okay? And you don't have to, you don't have to have that fear. It's a genuine fear a lot of people have. Exactly. Yeah, with Heck, even friends, they can hurt mm -hmm. you and break their heart. You don't have that fear with God. Okay. That's let's, true. Let's get to the last question because I could keep talking about this. I um, love this. It's good. <laughs> now imagine walking with Jesus. Ooh. Imagine the unrestricted access, mm. the casual conversation, and the warmth of his personality. That's all. Just imagine. Oh, wait. There wasn't even a question? There wasn't even a question there, but imagine isn't walking that a with beautiful Jesus. picture? Yes, oh. I like that. I, I, as one of the reasons I do enjoy this show, The Chosen, because yeah. it shows those moments where just as a disciple, what is it like when they're just walking down the road with them? Not in these big ministry moments that we read about, but what are those moments or what could they have been like in between? Yeah. And to be able, how privileged were they to be able to walk with him and be able to just freely speak their mind and ask questions. I can't imagine how, like knowing now, right? Like what we know now yes. about, uh, you know, what we believe about Jesus and what we've learned from scripture. Like all they had when they met Jesus and when they walked with him, they had prophecy they had Old Testament scripture to learn from. And now on the scene comes this Jesus. And mm -hmm. they get to walk with him. And now we get to look back and we get to read about their experiences. And then we get to choose whether or not we want to walk with him. Mm -hmm. And while he may not be here physically uh, himself, right? In physical human form. The beautiful thing is when we love people like Jesus did, we give them a chance to experience walking with him. Yes. And when others love us the way that Jesus loves we get to experience walking with him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an amazing thing. And it, it kind of helps put flesh on that Bible verse. Like, you know, you're blessed because you've seen, but man, look at how blessed those are who believe who haven't seen. Um, that's pretty, that's yeah. pretty cool. I, I think it's pretty cool. It's, and it's, it's, it's a powerful testimony to the love of God. Here's the thing that, that gets me is, and I get people going, man, this is hard to swallow. This is hard to believe. There's so much stuff that just sounds so unbelievable and I think that's a normal okay thing to feel mm -hmm. and and to, to just acknowledge like yeah it does feel unbelievable but we choose what we want to believe every day we choose to believe when we get in the car we're going to get to work safe right. we choose to believe that we're not going to be in a nuclear war we choose to believe that when we go to bed we're going to wake up we choose to believe 
Jesus is going to return. Well, yeah, but I mean, people that don't know Jesus make choices of what they're going to believe every day. So my point behind that is, if, if there was a God who loved you unconditionally, and if that God existed, and you were like, okay, this God exists, it's possible. Why would you choose not to take a chance on that? Right? Yes. Right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, every day we choose to believe all kinds of things that we don't know if they're going to happen. Like, we can't be certain. You can go to bed. You cannot be certain you're going to wake up tomorrow. But you choose to to believe when I close my eyes, they're going to open again. Well, you could also choose to say, all right, I'm going to read about this Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when you read what he said, you can go, all right, I'm going to choose to believe he's telling the truth or I'm going to choose not to. But man, with all the stuff going on and all the hurt in the world and all the the need for love and justice and and unity, uh, man, read Jesus's words. I I if you're if you made it this far and you're still not a believer, God bless you. Okay, I just want to say that because you're genuinely there's there's curiousness there. I would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't know Jesus. Read the Bible. Pick one of the four Gospels. You pick. There's four. They're all good. We, we, you will always, we'll all have, all have our preferences. I know. But before going, <laughs> I love that you're like we all have our preferences. <laughs> but before going into it, just ask and pray to what you're believing in this moment. Just if it's true, to let you know. Yeah. And by the end of it, by the end of it, that will be answered, and you will know. And if you don't have a Bible and you want one, you can drop a message here. You can send a DM to me uh, or you can email support at jesusway.xyz. Um, either way, we're going to need to connect with you like via DM or something private because we're going to need your mailing address to mail it to you. But we'll send it from Amazon. No, we're not going to spam you. We're not going to put you on some little Christian mail list where you get a bunch of crap stuck on your doorknob each week or any weird stuff. No, this is a legit offer. Yeah, no, you can there's also... not like a free plus shipping no. where we have a bump offer afterwards to sell you some Jesus stuff. We just, look. We just if you need a Bible, we'll buy you one and we'll send it to you. That's it. And, and if you're in the United States, yes, we, and we can't cover you if you're in the country. For immediate access, there's so many op- uh, apps on your phone. Yeah, there's the just Bible Google, app. I, or put in your app store the Bible. Bible Gateway. Yeah. Yeah, but if you want a physical one, send us a message. We'll be happy to send it to you. We would love to. Listen, thank you for those that tune in the audio podcast. Thank you for those that watch the video live or after the fact. We love you and we appreciate you. And uh, if you dig it, please share it with other people. Also, please go watch The Chosen. You can download the app for free, and it is 100% free to watch. They'd love it if you pay it forward and help them build other seasons. Uh, You can also watch it on YouTube, but if you go on YouTube, you're going to have to watch 20 Minutes of Dallas explaining the show, which is great detail, but... um, we just just want just get the app it's, and don't forget to enter yeah. to win in the comments yes 633 today forward slash chosen there's a link in the comments if you're uh, on the Facebook feed uh, it'll also be in the YouTube video version but uh, you can win a copy the actual copy that we're using right now in a COVID free home by the yes. way um, so it's clean and sanitized and nobody's had COVID so we're not going to mail you something that can make you sick listen we love you guys we appreciate you more importantly God loves you and uh, wants you to know him so spend some time in in the Bible, get to know who he is. Matthew's a beautiful gospel written to Jewish yes. believers or Jew- Jewish people that, you know, the, the Jewish community. Mark is a gospel written more for the American mind because it's aimed at the, the Romans and more of a Western mindset. So um, both of those are great gospels to get into. And John is the different one of all of them. That's more John, of a beautiful painting in words. struggle 
okay i'm gonna say john is the one i recommend for those who are genuinely not sure if they're loved if they have hope in their life mm -hmm. if there's anything positive about them because god or john shows such a beautiful story of jesus's love yeah and so if you um anybody i hear who's reading the book of job i usually guide them towards john um, <laughs> I'm like, if you're starting to think maybe start you, you need to be Job. like punished and you're deserving all this stuff going on, go to John. Okay. Read about how much yeah. God if loves you. If your life you. sucks, <laughs> John does a good job of reminding you of God's love. Yes. So, uh, but it's, they're all, they're, Luke, all of them. Are, Luke is beautiful. Yeah. Luke definitely takes more. It's interesting. A whole nother show. But Luke, everybody talks about him trying to make uh, the, the theories that like he tries to like he takes the stuff from Matthew and Mark and tries to make it more chronological, but it's actually completely out of order and it's not chronological. It is a, an amazing. All the gospels are beautiful. Yes, but we all have the ones that we tend to read and reread the most. I tend to I, I lay in, I lean into Mark a lot because it's my very Western mind. Uh, it's a fast-paced, exciting gospel to read through. Uh, so yeah, that's and me. I've gone through Matthew countless times. Matthew and Luke. Well, are my, my two name is Matthew, so it's obvious that that was your favorite. I'm also just an Old Testament. Do you? Yeah. yeah, I like I like I lean on Jesus more. <laughs> Jesus cleared up the confusion of the Old Testament a lot. Thanks. Listen, we love that you're just joining us. Uh, and if you're like, man, why are they just talking? That's because you know what? This is what we do every day with each other. And we were like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna turn this into a podcast so other people can be like, oh, you mean reading the Bible and talking about it? Those are like normal weirdo conversations people have. Yeah, that's, especially be that's a it. guest in our home. You, you'll love those conversations. Yes, if you come over, we always have Bible. And anybody who's so. been in our home will attest and tell them that's true. This is true, and to the point of driving our kids nuts sometimes. But. <laughs> But we love them, and we love you, and we thank you so much for joining us. So we look forward to seeing you, or really, we look forward to you seeing and hearing us uh, next week, Sunday. So thanks again for tuning in, and go out there and make your day, and hopefully someone else's amazing. Bye, everyone.